0: Hello and welcome to episode 111 of Ready to Mush. I'm Gem G and with me, as always, the demon to my nightmare, Mr Kev P.
1: Oh, very on topic.
0: Of course.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I like that intro.
0: In this week's episode, we have got another guest interview for you. This was a very special one for us because we are big fans of the band. We had a chat with Joey and Cody of South of Salem. So we had a chat with them ahead of the release of their second album, Death of the Party, which is out on the 19th of January. We had a chat about the fantastic year they had last year and how much support they've had built up over the last few years. Obviously spoke about the new album. And of course, they had to face the quickfire round with those all important questions, including the crisp one. Just also want to say a big thank you to Hannah at Hold Tight for arranging this one for us. And here it is.
1: Right, this episode, we are joined by Joey and Cody from South of Salem. How you doing, guys? How's it going?
2: Hi. Hello. All good.
1: Excellent stuff. We are huge fans, and this is an interview we've been really wanting to get this year. So we're really looking forward to this. Me too. Yeah, thanks for having us. My
3: first question is, how the hell are you guys still unsigned? Um it's like it's not all totally that like nothing's been offered it's just like it's almost by choice now it's like why pay somebody to do something you can do yourself like it seems crazy um like the band is blown up a bit but it's not blown up to the point where it's like impossible to run um and i think you know it's we wouldn't put it out of the question um to sign the right deal um, when it does become impossible, and hopefully it does, but you know, until then, keep doing what we're doing, <laughs> yeah.
0: And so, as an independent band, then how hard has it been so far to fund kind of two albums?
3: Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, difficult. Like, um, this band has never had, um, like I know a lot of bands, somebody's dad will be minted and pay for everything, which would be nice, but didn't happen for us um or or something crazy some people have investors and all sorts of stuff we don't but like luckily right at the beginning we're like kind of you know we're in our 30s so we all had jobs and stuff so we just kind of self-funded it until it didn't need to be funded anymore and um, kind of like with i suppose over the last sort of like 12 18 months did
1: you actually expect things to blow up in the way that they did no,
2: not at all. I think we we've been in loads of bands before, like kind of little bands together, and we always felt that they they kind of had potential, but it might have been miskind of guided at the time. And I think when we when we started this band together, we kind of thought this this is actually going to go somewhere. We feel like it's going to go somewhere, but I, I think it's it keeps on surprising us, um, which is a great feeling. But I think we've put in a lot of work as well, so it kind of it's not. It's not super surprising, but it's a pleasant surprise when it when it does go
3: bigger.
0: 2023, then, was an incredible year for you guys. What were your highlights of last year?
3: I think if you ask anybody in the band, it's going on tour with Wasp. Yeah, I was going to say, like, Wasp is like the number one answer. Uh, <laughs> every, everybody will say the same thing. Closely followed up by getting to work with Ramesh. Um, yeah. Yeah, they've been really good. I, th-
2: I think the whole band like just came together on that Wash tour because it was our first gig with our like guitarist that is in the band now and like uh, our drummer had kind of settled it by that time. So it was just kind of a the, the dawning of a kind of a, a new lineup that just really I don't know just kind of really realised what the the band could be. Um, and that wash tour was the first thing we did as that lineup, and it just felt amazing from behind the scenes, like backstage, to actually performing on stage. Just everything felt like ten times better and uh, just more natural. It's kind of what we'd all been waiting for, I think.
1: And I think it was the, I think it was the first time we saw you was at Stone Dead. No, oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, you seemed to get mobbed right after that when you were walking around.
3: How long did it take for things to calm down from that? Because you were just surrounded. We we got off stage and we went back to like the dressing room for like five minutes. And then we had to go to this signing tent, which apparently had the biggest queue that the signing tent had ever had. And then we were rushed back off and there was tons of people waiting to still get stuff signed. So we were like...
2: Oh yeah, it felt awful. <laughs> we, were like,
3: we felt really bad. So like Joey like hopped the fence, he wasn't supposed to, and then signed a few things and then... We decided to go back to the dressing room, get changed, and then go to the merch and sign anything that was left over. I reckon it probably took us two hours to walk from the entrance of the festival to the merch, which probably a two-minute walk. Yeah, because it was a been stopped, right? But it just took like every time, just like it just kept getting stopped, and we're not going to tell anybody no. So yeah, it was, it was fun. It was it was definitely as far as festivals go, the best experience any of us probably ever had. yeah it was really well put together like chris and all the guys that have done a great job yeah it's
2: just so organized and like everything you ever disliked about playing a gig like anything that ever went wrong they'd already thought of it and thought of a fix for it it was just it was just so nicely run and then all the fans were just like so nice like everybody's there like just just have such a nice time there's no kind of problems and you know it's just yeah just a really really nice atmosphere but it did take a long time for us to get back
0: to the merch. <laughs> something else from last year I just wanted to ask about was RockFit, Cold Day in Hell, got picked as one of the RockFit New Blood songs. I think it was last August. I just wondered how that all came about. Were you just approached to be part of that?
3: I think they were doing like something where was like the people that were all a part of it could submit songs. Um and the lady that was running it and stuff seems to be a big fan as well. And it's just like, it just popped off. And then I got like sent this video of everybody doing this this thing to it. And it was just, it's crazy. It was really exciting to see, really fun to watch. And it's like good that people are like just finding a way to keep fit and nice to be a part of it.
2: Yeah, definitely. So yeah, it's just weird when these kind of different things happen that you don't have in your normal life. And then they're connected to you suddenly by, by music or by your band. It's just like, wow, like... It's a, it's a completely different life to what, you know, I mean, I avoid the gym at all costs, as as you can probably tell.
0: <laughs> yeah, I've been doing RockFit for a while myself, so I was enjoying doing the routine last year.
2: That's yeah. awesome. Uh,
1: Bournemouth, so where you guys are from, the metal scene there seems to be pretty big. Is that something that you've kind of found as well? Is it um, quite a, a big sort of
2: atmosphere and uh, sort of like venues and crowds? yeah we have like three like kind of specific like kind of alternative like nightclubs like specifically de- dedicated to it kind of thing like clubs and pubs and things you've got like zephyr and anvil and well, it's not anvil now is it as a well, it is anvil the venue's, the venue's anvil,
3: anvil. <laughs> bears bar and
2: then you get you got bears and you got oh there's actually like four like and they're all on the same road as well so you've got kind of this little kind of
3: rock strip in bournemouth and then on top of that there's more venues as well there's like there's like other venues where bands can play and there's like the horsemen and stuff like that it's crazy there's there's a lot going on yeah chaplains um
2: yeah yeah there's just loads of different places and i think i think the scene is really good i think a lot of bands kind of come out of bournemouth that that kind of go on to do cool things and there's i don't know you don't hear a load about them i don't think There's, there's definitely it's definitely more of an underground scene maybe but they do end up playing like the likes of bloodstock and you know and all that stuff so yeah, yeah it produces quite a cool little scene i think and they're passionate as well which is nice
0: and just going back to kind of the, the whole kind of doing everything within the band etc you do your own videos as well is that something that you enjoy doing
2: yeah um so i mean i studied film and i've, I've always been interested in in film in general so i was um I mean, it started out like just from necessity. We couldn't afford to pay someone to make music videos. So we just started doing it ourselves. And then it was like, it well, it's kind of cool because it can be a bit of an extension of the music. We're not paying someone else to come up with an idea for us. It's coming from the five of us. And and um, and it can reflect what the song is about or, or what we're feeling at the time. And and yeah, as I said, it can't, it becomes an extension of us. Um. So then it became a conscious choice, even though we could afford to probably use the band fund to pay someone else to do it. We kind of carry on being this kind of DIY band. Um, And I think it, I think it works for the better people can see that in those videos and connect to it a bit more, especially stuff like demons are forever where it's just such a, a personal subject matter. I think it works even better.
1: And is that the same for the artwork as well?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um, So yeah, I create all that, the artwork and the merch designs and stuff. It's like everything we, we go through like a, a vigorous kind of, discussion between the five of us and working out what we like and what we don't like um but yeah the actual realization of that at the end is is something i just sit and do and it's good fun i enjoy it and it's uh it's just what it's just my bit of uh, of a large machine that the the band will work on like cody does all of our socials d does all of our kind of like buying and selling of merch and sending out and everything so we, we've all got our own like jobs and things and and uh, yeah that's just my bit
0: and how does it feel now seeing fans with South of Salem tattoos? Because I've seen them with logos with lyrics tattooed on them.
2: It's it's incredible. I mean, some of, some of them are so like detailed. They're better than the original artwork. I'm just like wow. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's so nice to see. Um, and my dad my dad's got one. Um, he's got the uh, the back coffin logo tattooed and stuff. So. It kind of it's a nice connection between people as well. Like we've got the coven, which is like our fan group, and uh, and on my Facebook. And there's so many pictures in there. I think Cody put one together. Whereas everybody's, and it was just, yeah, it was just immense to see how many there were and and how that connected everybody. It's just it's very special.
3: I went to um, I can't remember where it was. It was like a big gig at Tottenham Stadium. It wasn't Guns N' Roses, but wherever it was, I was stood next to somebody that had a South Salem tattoo. I had no idea who it was, and I was like. Hey, is that a South of Saint? <laughs> that's it. And like, yeah. yeah, and then they realize who I was. And it was like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the weirdest thing when it's someone you don't know,
2: like. When yeah, because you, you haven't spoken to them, and then, and then they've got something, and it's like that's that's crazy because they that is just solely based on the music that, or a live performance that they've seen. That's not based on a connection to us as people. They, they you know they 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 love it as an entity, which is an amazing feeling, and, and it, yeah, it might, it does it just seem even more surreal when it's. When it's like that.
1: So now we're going to go on to some quickfire questions. Sure. So, whatever comes to you, whatever comes into your mind, just go with it. This always goes horribly wrong with me. <laughs> yeah,
2: I don't have a quickfire brain. That's <laughs> the problem.
1: <laughs> okay. So, who is the most famous person you've met?
2: See, I told you we're not. <laughs> I was trying to think, I've, I've met quite a few famous people, I think.
3: Um, I'm trying to think of one that's not a musician. Yeah. Because, like, I've kind of met, but I've met Nigel Mansell. That's pretty exciting. That is cool. I want to meet Nigel Mansell. <laughs> yeah, well.
2: Um, oh, I'm trying to think of someone. Al Matthew Lillard, the actor, played Shaggy and Scooby-Doo. <laughs> out screen. Yeah, he's really, really nice. Like, he's a really cool guy. Um, I'm trying to think about the non-musicians. Yeah, I think that's probably the most famous, I guess. Maybe.
0: <laughs> oh, David Arquette. I met David Arquette. What are your favourite crisps?
2: Salt and vinegar discos. prawn
3: cocktail.
0: That was a quick one.
2: <laughs> we, we definitely know more about crisps than we do famous people. <laughs> yeah, well,
3: it's most most riders in the uh, in the country of the UK are just made up of different kinds of crisps you get used to it. <laughs> yeah. Uh what was the last song that you listened to? I can tell you. Let me open my Spotify and see what's on there. I can't remember.
2: My my last song was an acoustic rendition of one of our songs because it was at practice. <laughs> Ready for our acoustic tour. Uh
3: mine was uh Like a Stone by Audio Slave. Oh, excellent choice. Oh, yeah.
2: Absolute banger.
0: If you could only eat one food for the rest of your life, what would it be?
3: I know what you're going to say, Joey. Let's hear it. <laughs> it begins with S. Yeah, it certainly does. Is that yeah, the right one? Does, is that what you're yeah.
2: thinking? Spaghetti bolognese. <laughs> My wife's spaghetti bolognese is pretty
3: damn good. I've I've known Joey for like over ten years, and like <laughs> now, if if I'm at his house and it's like a meal time, it's spaghetti bolognese. I'm like, <laughs> you cut this man open, he bleeds dolomere. Let me tell you what. <laughs> Uh, for me, it's true. Uh, for me, uh, my favorite food in the world is favorite food probably uh, pizza from a place in Bournemouth called The Mario's. It's really good.
1: What has been the most random kind of touring or gig incident that you've had?
2: well like a, a what a specific occasion on tour yeah, or the whole
1: tour. or or any tour any tour, any gig, anything uh, kind of stand out
3: um i'm trying to think what i can actually talk about
2: i'm sure that we did one (laughs) i'm sure we did a gig where we were just really unfitting like in like one of our old bands oh god that wouldn't mean i'm sure we did like a gig oh there was that one where didn't we do like we did a gig when we were like when cody and i first met and we were doing a band together we had a gig where we were told it was a normal gig and we got booked to be like the headliner and we were like really young and naive and stupid and we went we went all the way it was like portsmouth or something like that and we went all the way there and then we waited and got on stage just in time to do our set and then like three songs in they were like okay stop and it turned out it was like a talent show at, a school. Like
3: at a school at a school
0: it was yeah. like the weirdest thing i remember that
2: no <laughs> yeah it was so weird and we like wait we were like oh we haven't finished and they were like oh yeah each contestant
3: only gets to play three songs and we were like
2: we didn't even know we were contestants. Like we just got booked for a. Kid. Oh yeah, and they were like,
3: "Yeah, you'll you'll find out if you win at the end of the night." And we just went home. <laughs> oh, oh, my God.
0: Yeah, that was right. Yeah, that was the weirdest thing
3: ever. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty weird.
0: What's the worst job you've ever had?
3: Being a chef in a kitchen that sucked. I'll Never do that again. Split share, spoiling hot, bleh, burning your hands consistently as well. Not great for playing guitar. No, uh,
2: yeah, like call center customer service kind of thing for an insurance company, just being pelted with complaints day in and day out about something that you agree that the company's probably wrong about, and you're just like, oh, this is so disheartening. Completely thankless task. Yeah. just yeah. They only ever ring to complain about something. No one ever rings up going, hey, got my insurance papers and I'm really happy with everything.
3: <laughs> it's got <called> to say <laughs> Uh What's your favourite film? Uh... True Romance. Which one? True Romance. Oh yeah.
2: It's a good that is a good film. I uh, mind Science of the Lambs. Oh. I think. Or Scream. One of the two. Science of the Lambs or Scream? Depending on what mood I'm in.
3: Oh, I might say the good, the bad, and the ugly, actually. That's also really good. Yeah, one or the other. Do you
2: think I would like the spaghetti westerns? <laughs> I do. <laughs>
0: final quick fire one then if you were a ghost who would you haunt
3: neve campbell (laughs) dennis (laughs) i I would i would haunt dennis and just make his life really confusing (laughs) (laughs) that's um, that's, that That, that would be
2: really interesting
1: (laughs) (laughs) right we'll go back to the normal questions then So, new album "Death of the Party" is out nineteenth of January. Yes. How long has the
3: album been in the making?
2: Well, when did we record?
3: Mm, so we recorded in the summer, ish, just after.
2: Oh, and we were kind of we were just jamming songs all the way up until that point. Like from the end of the last album, really, we were just kind of like Cody was collecting up like riffs and I was collecting mm. up lyrics, and then it was probably about a month before we ended the studio. We thought we should probably put some of those together.
3: we like, okay. Yeah. We did
2: it. (laughs) We work really well under pressure. We kind of do that on purpose, I think, because we like working under pressure and it tends to, we just tend to get more creative then when there's a bit of a time limit, I think.
3: Yeah. I think if you don't, if you have like endless amounts of time, you'll just get super self indulgent and just like, you'll lose like whatever magic it is that happens when you're just like forced to do something. I don't know. But it does work for us, whatever it is.
0: And in terms of creating the album and recording, did you do anything differently this time around from the first album?
3: Yeah, I mean, we used a uh, a totally different uh producer. We did uh, we started out intending to go in uh with Scott Atkins who did the first album, um but he uh is recording a lot of Cradle of Filth, so he's super super busy. They take, you know, you can imagine the arrangements of a Cradle of Filth album to take a lot longer than a self Salem album. <laughs> um the um so we were looking around it was like only one other producer we really wanted to use and that was Ramesh and he thankfully was very interested in working with us too so it just made for a totally different experience um I think last time it was like Joey was there the whole time and we all kind of recorded with the producer and Joey was a very small studio whereas this time like everybody went for a couple of weeks and we like smashed it out and everybody stayed the whole time so it was it was a cool, it was a different experience. It was just a different way to make a record. It was cool. And what can everyone expect from the new album? I think everything's just bigger. Like I think
2: we've, when we recorded the first album, we hadn't actually really, well, we hadn't played a gig as that band at all. Um, So you can expect to hear kind of like a a road. I don't know, a bit on the road kind of band that's actually done a bit now and, and kind of,
3: it's the experience, it's like and the four years of like songwriting experience now, four years better practiced musicians. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who may or may not be better than the old ones. We'll leave, <laughs> we'll leave you yeah. to decide a
2: <laughs> Couple of new band members. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But I think yeah, I think it's a harder hitting. Um, yeah, I think lyrically, musically better. Um yeah I think, I think it's interesting
0: <laughs> and what's your favorite song on the new album
2: it changes all the time which it did on the last album which is is good because that that did well um but I think at the moment mine's hellbound heart um just uh I like the vocals on that one so I like uh it's kind of got this kind of synthy kind of vibe in it which I quite like
3: mine is it always comes back to being the one song which is Left for Dead. And then it's something <laughs> else, and then it's Left for Dead again. And then like, I'll go on Spotify and randomly play it, and I'll be like, oh, it worked out. Yeah. Banger. <laughs> so then
1: after the album launch, you're doing a set of acoustic shows. So what
3: kind of gave you the idea to switch to these? Um, we were like, we wanted to promote the album but we couldn't really do a tour because of time and um, because we're going out on tour with Chris Barris in a couple of months. Um, So we, uh, Tim from the record label Earache kindly, very kindly, helped us out in booking those shows because he's got all the contacts and stuff. Um, And as a ticket to the show, in one way, shape, or form, you buy a record, which is going to help us with charting and stuff like that. Um, which is really nice and it's just something a bit different as well i think we we practiced for it last night actually and it's it's sounding pretty cool some cool covers and stuff
0: and then following the acoustic shows you've got some more headline shows coming up what can people expect from those
3: new stuff big bit we're like (laughs) we've always said that Play for the stage that you want to play, not for the stage that you are playing. So try and like, like if you saw us like a year ago when we were playing like quite small venues for headliners, we still have our own light show, and we still have risers and all sorts of stuff. And now that we're going to be playing on even bigger stages, we're going to need more
2: stuff. We yeah. got that. We're going to up our game, kind of thing.
1: Yeah. And apart from the headline shows, what else are you looking forward to most this year bloodstock
2: bloodstock baby <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah, we're going up a stage in in Bloodstock, so we it was like one of our first gigs we were kind of invited to play the new blood stage um and this time we're on the Sophie Lancaster stage, which is is an amazing honor to be part of that anyway um but uh yeah, those festivals I mean, I mean all the festivals that we've got booked so far are just just very cool like it's just a it's a real nice um kind of milestone and very obvious pinpoint in your career that you're you're doing something right when when you keep kind of climbing up those those lineups
3: yeah and like the chris barris tour as well is going to be sick it's like a bunch of really nice venues like they've done like bits in like getting their band to where they are and really happy that they've asked us to come and play the venues with them very excited for it so basically the answer to your question is everything
2: Everything, yeah, we just love playing live, and we have got some other stuff that isn't announced yet. So you know, there, there might be some more stuff on the horizon. Possibly, I don't know. Maybe. Oh,
1: going to keep an eye out for those. Mm. <laughs> um, we're hoping to be at
3: the. I think it's the Chris Barris show, isn't it? Oh,
0: it's Lock- on the Friday. Again. Yeah, yeah, hopefully.
3: And Rock City, yeah, it's our first time playing Rock City. We were going to play there with Was, but the stage was too small for their stage show and us. So oh, this yeah. time we get to play it. So very exciting. Yeah. yeah, we
2: got to watch Wasp in, in Rock City, but not actually play it. So yeah, first the first time.
1: Ah. We saw you support Wednesday thirteen last year as well. The rescue rooms, yeah. Rescue rooms.
3: That's one of my favorite gigs of all time. That that was so fun. I don't know, I don't know what the just the energy and stuff in that room was crazy. And I was really sick and I like downed a load of beer before I went on to give me, you know, a bit of Dutch courage. And I had like one of the best gigs of my life. It was amazing. Yeah, it was, it was a great show. The whole, the whole thing was just
1: incredible, start to finish.
0: Okay, so um, Jerry Cody, it's been an absolute pleasure chatting to you guys. Thank you so much for coming on.
2: Thank you. Anytime.
0: And good luck with the album, all of the live shows, and hopefully we'll see one of them soon. That'd be amazing. To
3: see we'll you, see you at Rock City.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, we hope you enjoyed that episode. We had a great time chatting to the guys you can find them on tour this year. They're doing a set of acoustic shows first where you can purchase vinyl CD and get it signed at Bristol, South Sea, Southampton Liverpool, Kingston Leeds and Nottingham They're also at a few festivals this year uh, Bloodstock like we already said and they're on tour with Chris Barris through the country and there's still some limited availability for tickets to the Bournemouth album launch which is on the 20th at the O2 and finally, don't forget you can follow us at Ready to Marsh Cast on Instagram, Twitter and Threads, and ReadyToMosh on Facebook, YouTube and TikTok. Give us a five-star rating, write a nice review, and we'll be back next week with another episode.